Plateau's the Calgary's. What's up, y'all? This is Marcus. It's your boy Birdo in the building. What up, man? How you? I'm good, Birdo. I'm good, man. I'm chilling, man. How you? I'm, I'm doing good, man. Better than before, I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, I'm lying. I'm, matter of fact, I'm not good. You're not so doing good? I'm not good. I'm not good right now. Why you now, not good, man? bro? I'd say any day, any day we're above ground is a good day. Yeah. No matter what. If you're not sick and you got, you know, opportunity to get it, bro. I mean, true, just be son. thankful, bro. That's, that's you very know, true. You and you know, decisions. you know, I don't ever want to sound ungrateful to be in the position that I am because I understand, like, yo, it could always be worse. It could always be worse, bro. Feel me? And that, you know, being young, being black, and being, you know, even minorly Damn, successful. Damn, why we starting this episode so dark and serious, bro? Nah, I, bro, I think we got to do it, son. <laughs> I think we got to do it, bro. So dark and serious, man. We ain't even touched up on the last two weeks on the highlights or nothing, bro. It's just straight work. <laughs> We got that means do you it. really got to I mean, that means you. Uh, that's a good. That's a, that's a good thing. That means you got a lot to say today, bro. That's a fact. That's Not a fact. Not here, bro. It's been two weeks since we've been in this. We also got the best engineer in the world in the building. We got Benny in the building. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, shouts out to Benny for grabbing the plate with us. Man. Yeah, we appreciate man. you, King. I, I had to I had to step in real quick, you know, play that six man of the year. Hey. Benny, yeah. Benny always been the kind of dude that kicks the knowledge behind stage, yeah. behind the, <laughs> behind the scenes. That kind of like inspires to talk all shit. So yeah. let's, Yo, give let's, let's, give <laughs> let's give Benny some credit. Let's give Benny some credit. Let's give Benny some credit for being there and all those backstage conversations. Yeah, and shit. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. He's definitely a PNC Hall of Famer. We was definitely ha- we was having a conversation son, right before, and this. the conversation right before this was so good. It was like, Yo, Benny, grab a fucking mic. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta get you on, bro. We gotta get you on because you've been behind those fucking DMX conversations, Dead dipset ass. conversations, I mean, whatever conversations. Especially the little Bow Wow conversation. Oh, he was in there going crazy. But, you know, it's always uh, good to catch those, um, the gems that you pitch. So it's about time you grab the mic and the people could hear. I mean, you it's know. nothing. We just sharing jewels, really. Like yeah. we all have stuff to say. We all take from each other. That's what that's what kings do. Shine, shine, shine away from what Marcus was saying, man. Marcus, I feel like you was pitching kind of like a dark tone. I oh yeah, like, I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, a, I'm a definitely a, put the dark cloud over this. We're on a different level right now. <laughs> we, me and you, in this room, bro. I'm a definitely. Put I the feel dark like our energy is different right now, bro. Nah, because I got like this whole like life is amazing right now. Uh-huh. Everything is falling into place. <laughs> Thank you, God, for another day of life. Uh-huh. Wake up in the morning, stretch like ah, oh, back to work, like all happy and shit. And then it's like. Like, you was like, you know, it's different, bro. It's just different now. It's different. But let, let me tell you why, son. Right? So I, I recently got a promotion at my job, which is lit. Like, you know, I'm happy I got it. So, you know, more pay. State, state more, your names. What you do. Now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so it's lit. I got more pay, you know, more responsibility and shit. But, like, as I'm realizing, like, you know, as I progress in my career, um, I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm in finance. But I feel like as I progress in my career, I feel like I'm shying more and more from what I love and what I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. And what I actually want to do is I want to create content. I want to write. I want to be a producer. I wanted to do all of these things that, like, you know, kind of uses you a different bring, part of my brain. You want to bring fresh ideas to the table that artists are steal from you, like the... Um, what was that The the screen tour Bringing it back And they actually Co-signed it Without your permission And you've been pumping that Burdo. For like the past Burdo. Couple of months King and This is why I love you This is how This is how life works King This, this is, is how, how I love works. you King This is why this is, this is how wild life is man Celebrities are watching Oh yeah And they're looking for opinions oh, yeah. So Benny You know what happened A little bit Let me explain This Touch bullshit To you <laughs> Touch on it So you know, I'm a growing ass man. I ain't afraid to admit it. You're documented it. on I'm this podcast B- saying I'm a, that. I'm a B2K way. fan. Yeah. Oh, oh, Feel yeah, me? I yeah, fuck yeah. with the... First of all, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> don't be disrespectful. <laughs> nah, I'm a B2K fan. I fuck with their music. I fuck with the movement that they brought, right? I yeah. felt like they brought a certain energy, a certain funness. Bow Wow too. Back to rapping and R&B. And like, like that type of... He doesn't uh, fuck with Bow Wow. So I mean, we, nah, I had to. <laughs> it wasn't like you added that, like Bow Wow too. Like, they were just like, man, people, people, they were 
were just giving this guy no 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 don't get me wrong he's done a lot right but they he were has. trying to say he was like the best rapper alive like come mm. on guys. That's, that's doing a lot that's, that's that was doing a lot that's you know what i'm saying entertainer of course you know what i'm saying but best come on come on now but continue continue yeah. he has so, a lot of accolades man he like, do though he does i'm not saying he's the best ever but the the, the man he has, has a some history man he yeah. has he's he's considered the little Bow Wow is considered a, a legend. Yeah, he's a hip hop legend. So. To most, and you know, he he, he did a lot, man. He did a lot. I, I, you can't deny greatness, bro. I, I'm not denying it. greatness. I'm just denying how we're sort of like, what pedestals are we putting these 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 people on? You get what I'm saying? Like, mm. put them on the right pedestal. Entertainer we'll put, we'll, we'll put for those. culture, mm. yes. But if we're talking about lyricists, then we have to get into the conversation of has he written his stuff. I mean, so then, and, that, and that's so then, that's a fact. We're talking, we're talking about this different categories for like the Grammys. Come on, like the, so different then, things. So you, so you saying? I will say this. So you hold Bow Wow and Drake kind of like to the same standards? Then? No, because Drake, Drake didn't. Well, Drake, no, no. it's rumored that he doesn't write his own shit. Right, and and I, I ain't, I don't, I don't like fighting for people or like stepping out in front of people. But I will say that as far as the Drake thing. I think that's a complete just like different breed. That that because he's he's written for people. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Um, Thank you, bro. I don't think I don't think that rumor as far as uh, um, you know somebody writing his bars is actually true. I just think how they put it together was was pretty brilliant and made it maybe, look. Maybe maybe he wasn't writing for him. But what I say is that I, I think that they didn't write for Drake, but they composed. He composed songs. People composed songs for him that he I, ran with the. Uh, I put That's it like that. That's what happened because I, I feel like remember that tape that they put out. With, yeah. The, with this dude. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. put out. It was like a kind of like. He references tape. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He okay. was making like the uh 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 uh. So how you should say things, not this. This is know. what I'll say. This is what I say. When you come from a school like from from a school like where Lil Wayne is was the best rapper alive at one point. He used to have these guys in the studio, and if you couldn't, Gilly the kid. <laughs> what'd you say? Gilly the kid. He used to have Gilly the kid. No, nah, but there was a though. There was a point in time when he the first Carter, started. Like, when he Carter, first started, uh, yeah. The, I'm going to say, when he first started, yes, Gilly the Kid was a big influence. Influence. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there was a point in time where he went off on his own. How do we know this? Because Gilly the Kid was salty. Clearly, he wasn't rocking with him no more. And and without him, that's when he became his status of the best rapper alive. Now, if you're in this type of school where literally, this is an environment where you came to the studio, you better have a 16. That's how he was moving, you know what I'm saying, Um, Nicki Minaj and him. So when you come from that school... You have to have some skill of writing about you. You yeah, get what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is with this whole reference thing, the one thing that people didn't uh, didn't mention was, well, we got the story from somebody, but we never heard Drake talk about it. We never heard Quentin Miller actually say that, that, that yes, I wrote his bars. As far as I'm concerned, there's two ways it could have went. Yes, he could have wrote those bars and taught him how to say it, or Drake actually wrote those bars. Quentin Miller sent him a reference as they were collaborating together on a track. Like, look, that was cool Because we didn't hear if, if Drake recorded it Beforehand yeah. or not You get it's what I'm a, saying It's a mystery bro yeah. It's a mystery No 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 The world will never know Especially right. how he killed Meek Mill after that It was like <laughs> so We don't even like, care no more Who wrote that Like Yeah we don't even care no more but I'm glad you brought up Meek Mill because then we could bring it back to B2K because that's a perfect segue. Right, right. <laughs> we totally just went like. But nah, so basically, Benny, right? I put this idea out into the atmosphere, like, yo, I would want to see a B2K reunion tour, just strictly, strictly from a stand, like, not a what stand? No, not a stand perspective. <laughs> from a fan perspective, I would love to see a B2K reunion tour. So I added each and every one of them. No, I said I would love to see a Scream tour reunion. It was bad, so that would be. Bow Wow and B2K. Yeah. So I added each and every one of them niggas like, yo, y'all niggas should do that. Like, whatever, like, beef y'all niggas got, like, y'all niggas need to, like, get back together and do this reunion tour. It's going to make y'all niggas money and the fans want to see it. So Razby, the nigga, like, one of the people from B2K, like, responds back and was like, yeah, we you should You know he's salty when he said, Razby, you know the nigga from... <laughs> you know yeah, that nigga. <laughs> Razby was like, yeah, yo, we, we should we should definitely do that. Like, I'm with it. And then he added everyone else's, like, yeah, like basically said, y'all with it too. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, cool. He responded back to me. I'm somebody, whatever. Yeah. So I keep, you know, doing my, my usual Twitter antics. And then a few weeks pass, fucking <laughs> Razby post on, um, post on Instagram 
was like, um, no, it wasn't even that. Pleasure P posted on Instagram, yo, he said like, yo, if um, Pretty Ricky could get back together, then B2K should be able to get back together with no problems. He said, because y'all left on the top of y'all game, et cetera, et cetera. Raz B commented on the post, was like, yo, we already got that in the works. The next motherfucking week. Yeah. Little Fizz puts a post up of their pandemonium, like, um, album cover and says, yo, we left the game two times platinum. Y'all ready to do it again or some shit like that. Like, okay. that was his caption. Insinuating that this fucking tour and this <laughs> show is happening. And Marcus <laughs> gets, no gets no credit. Bro, yeah. all, I want is, all I want is, like, front row seats. Maybe a shout out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe an interview on Platinum's Academy. I don't know. I don't know. Like, y'all niggas not just gonna put this shit on and not include me in this shit. Feel me? Well, the, the good I don't news know. Maybe is, I'm asking for too much. Money. The good news is you just documented that you actually created it first. No, I mean so, it's, it's, it's on wax though. Right, right. It's already, already. It's already. It's already. Oh, so you good? And, and the episode marks back way to before the, the tweets coincided. So when I started yeah. seeing the little stuff, Bertle the lawyer. Off, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck When I started seeing this shit pop off In my mind I'm putting dots together And I'm just like Yeah Mm-hmm. I see y'all motherfuckers, man. Oh, man. I see y'all niggas loud and clear. I, I had a, you know, that um, Denzel Washington training day, training day yeah. moment. And I'm putting tabs on all y'all niggas, man. All y'all niggas, I'm putting tabs on all y'all. That ass. That's how I was looking at the timeline. And Marcus is just sitting there, all like, like. Like you know the, the that meme or that gif of that of that dude from the wire holding his, his yeah yo like line. you just look, just looking around I'm just looking at that whole shit on folds nigga I'm just holding my jawline just looking around like oh like that, that's how niggas giving it up like no, that's, that's exactly these niggas is really it like and, and that's not the first time that that's happened Ever. though that's not the first time that that's happened mm-hmm. that I seen a celebrity like mm-hmm. if you go through a lot of the celebrities comments. Their moves insinuate from what people tell them that they mm. want. That's that a makes fact. sense. That if makes you, sense. Though. If you kind of, if you kind of think, because yeah. like I remember there was a point, kind of like referred that a little bit back to Meek Mill. There was a mm. point where niggas was really getting under Meek Mill's like, "Yo, you need to let Nicki go. You need to think." I remember reading, yeah. oh, like three back to back comments of. Of oh let Nicki go your music trash now let Nicki go your music trash now you know what I mean and I saw that probably like a week and a half later Nicki Minaj and and and, and Meek Mill weren't together so you think Meek Mill I don't I ain't saying like he heard the streets allegedly allegedly <laughs> I seen a lot of those comments like yo let her go yo do this do that yeah you know and then Ross was on wax after that after I saw that saying that oh uh, I told Nick um me not yeah. to fuck with Nicki yeah. on one of his records so you know I mean, it's kind of like you know celebrities watch bro yeah. celebrities watch Marcus you probably could have sparked that tweet and he could have saw cuz he responded to you mm-hmm. and he probably could have been like yo this is a great idea and this fucking nigga Yo, doesn't imagine even know if, about if, it. And if he my hopped on text exactly. And screenshot it in a B2K group chat. Group chat? Yeah. My nigga, like, I made it. Yo, if, my, if my tweet is screenshot it in a B2K group <laughs> now, chat, I fucking made it. Now this is where it gets tricky. <laughs> talk to me, bro. We never know until we get him, until we talk to them. That's, That's a fact. That's a fact. I feel like they got to pull up, son. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, need, I, need, I need explanations, son. I need an explanation. They got pull bro. up. Bro. I been yo, I been on Twitter low key, man. I'm watching everything that goes on, man. I saw that shit. I was like, oh hell no, I mean, <laughs> man. I'm missing hell out, no. yo. There was no talk about that before you even tweeted that, Ooh, and it looked talk like a surprise. It, and it looked like a surprise to him because he was like calling people while like, yo, let's get this done. I'm mm-hmm. with it. What's up? If that was something that's already in the talks about, he would have said we already right, got that yeah, in the work. Yeah, yeah. or just not responding. Or just not responding. Yeah. But he, since the way that he reacted to it, like, oh, this is a great ass idea, mm-hmm. and like, I'm with it, blah blah blah. That means that wasn't in the works, bro. That I mean, means, bro. I'm not saying you are man, directly you might, tied. Cut a, cut a check, might, man. You might, you might need PC off that tool, bro. <laughs> I, need, I don't bro. know, man. I need, man. I don't know, little Baba might have to send us a little gift package or something. I don't know, shit. son. I don't, man, listen. All I want is. I mean, I would like a monetary, you know, yeah, a monetary kick in. But I, which, if you could give a nigga front row seat, feel me, like <laughs> backstage, and some backstage whole access, whole crew could kick in pictures and all that. Nigga, you know? A couple autographed pandemonium shirts, nigga. Yeah, like, my nigga, you know, I'm simple, bro. Like, you know, I don't want too much. <laughs> just, sign, just sign his hard copy, take a couple flicks with me and that, shit. That's it, son. Complimenting Chris Style bottle at the back. At the back. <laughs> Real shit, get my own section and shit. Yo, man, shout at out to the after party, my nigga. I don't want too much. 
Shout out to Marcus for real again for the Cristal man. Mm. I would have never had that sip. Of Yo, Cristal okay, okay, wait, wait. Now that we, because I missed an epic. Uh, Epic moment. night in New York City history. Epic night. Yeah, yeah. So I need to hear about this night in full. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe not in full, but let me let me get some details, man, because I've been hearing some epic stuff about this night, man. All right. So what you were talking about right now? You talking about hashtag Platinum James with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what you talking about. Shout you, talk, out. you talking about the night I pulled up in the rock chain? So, so I heard. I mean? so with I with heard. the crystal. So I heard. <laughs> and with, with the Jacob on. You know, like some yeah. calm shit. Like shit, just calm. It was calm. a it was a night for the culture, man. Mm. That was that shit was a night for the culture. It was a lot. It was a lot of people that came out and they actually stuck. I thought a lot of people were gonna be bougie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not like stick to the dress code and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. but a lot of people came out. They came, they came out to play. Yeah. You know, a lot I mean, of people went in. Marcus definitely. I think he took kind of like the most of the shine. I think what did it. <laughs> I think what did it more. What did it? <laughs> he definitely like side that. Nah, like. what did it? What did it more? What did it more was like this nigga went like full blown rock chain. That's like, a, yeah. type. Yeah. You know, and if he he's not like he had the rock chain at, at the crib. He actually yeah. like went out, got that, and yeah, the like rock that, chain. that was special commission. Like I had to go through channels and shit. I got to get like I had to get authorization from fucking Jay, Emery, and Todd to get that what? shit commissioned. Like it's, it was a it was a process. Yeah, feel me. But you know I got it done. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. the niggas wanted back. They was like, yeah, you know we let you rock out for the party. But I'm like, nah, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm hold on to this. <laughs> niggas said, niggas said, Ho pulled up in the Maybach and dropped the chain off that's his a crib. What? Like, take care of this. Nah, I'm playing. Wow. Nah, that's, that's, that really happened, bro. <laughs> <laughs> niggas said, I got that on books. Damn. And shout out to Ho, we just dropped his album. We still, we haven't gotten a chance to speak on it about, uh, on uh, speak about it on here. Nigga, you get a chance to speak about nothing Yeah, yeah we haven't. Can we do it now? Um, yeah, we, we definitely could, man. Yeah, let's do it. But yes, Benny Platinum Jam was a night to think. And right. I am, and before we switch topics, I want to ask you, like, how yeah. do you feel about like people popping up and doing like two thousands parties now and shit? And, I, like, I say it was influential. It was something that was influential, man. Yeah, yeah. I seen a lot of two thousands party pop up after that. Yeah. Man. I, it's nothing's gonna touch the original, man. Even the name, bro. Tokyo, Tokyo, shit, bro. Though. Even the name. But I want to ask y'all a question, right? We moving on. We trying to move forward on how we gonna expand Platinum Jam. What y'all think about? We gonna sit down actually tomorrow and kind of like um, start the talks for another platinum jam this mm, year. I so like we trying that. to aim for like September, September, mm, probably I, I like ending that. in September. I'm pulling up so for that one. So what by we the way. trying to like thing? What we trying to like conclude right now is um either throwing a regular platinum jam mm-hmm. and just having like a regular you know all out platinum jam regular party, or should we throw platinum jam in addition to platinum jams? Like a reggae fest Platinum Jam Like an all reggae Oh Pasa pasa mm. Like I'm, all reggae Reggaeton Reggaeton I'm with it I'm with that You know I'm with, I'm with it Cause that. nobody's doing that no more yeah. no, nobody, Nobody has thrown a reggae party Like just straight Like dubbing All yeah, night That's type. all night Yeah like just mm. straight reggae Like girls going crazy Licking the you, system you, you gotta be system in a certain booming, shape for like, that. That's a fact. You gotta be in shape for that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like my nigga. I'm 25. Maybe I can't. I can't get that low, my nigga. I'm my mom. Got to win his house parties like back. You know when we were like 15, 14, like house parties. Yeah, bashments and in the basement, you sweaty. Everybody dancing. It's just a good time. You drunk off wine coolers. Like it's a good fucking time. You ever got to experience those parties? You want to give people that experience? And is that a good idea? Nah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm with bro. it. I mean, I feel like that's why the Platinum Jam works so well because you Platinum know, Jam Reggae Fest. Yeah, I mean, we was all like or, or really jam. coming up in that time. You know what I'm saying? Like more so than the '90s. Like we were, all, we're all '90s babies, but that particular time, that 2001 to like 2008, it was like it was real special for us. We was coming into our own at those points. So I feel like that's why I was that successful. And a party like that will definitely bring that back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wanna we, we wanna we trying to talk about it or we just trying to do like a regular platinum jam where we mm. play the jams from now, have mm. it like, you know, have it like some good shit where everybody's just like a, an event out. We leaning towards more to, towards the reggae, mm. you know, but hey, let's see. We're gonna sit down tomorrow, let's see, let's see where we go. If y'all say that the reggae is a good idea, have a reggae jam, that'd be dope. Bro. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with I am it. with it. I'm Nobody got to get dressed up. Everybody just come through James Reggae for the oh, whole night, oh. bro. Catch a dub from your lady. Like, I'm wearing sweats, man. <laughs> no, that, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> I'm wearing sweats. <laughs> but let's see, let's see, let's see what, way, what way we go, man. But um, reporting on other news, how y'all, what y'all thought about Jay-Z's album? Um, be completely honest with you. 
Yeah, mm. I ain't listen to it. You ain't mm. listen to the album? Nah, is it because you don't have title or you just don't want to? Nah, it's yo, honestly, son, this is my unpopular opinion, right? I'm not enthused <clears throat> about <throat> this album. When, like, when he made the announcement, I wasn't overly excited. And the things I'm hearing that people love about this album, I'm not overly excited about either. In terms of like, you know, he's preaching, you know, financial literacy within the mm-hmm. black community, accountability mm-hmm. in terms in relationships, like mm-hmm. and that's all shit I love. But me personally, that's all some sh- like all shit like concepts I'm not like, you know, that are not foreign to me. Right. So I'm like, you like you may have wowed like some other people with this album, which was dope as hell. Mm-hmm. But like from what I heard in terms of lyricism, what's better than one billionaire? Two? That's a bar? Now what I was saying to Kojo Was that yo If it's true If he wrote this album In one week's time That bar is super passable Yeah But if he You know It took him a month Or two months Or three months Because you know like I recorded a song before So I'm like I'm an artist my nigga. I'm, I'm, I'm a rapper I know how this shit go <laughs> Feel me So <laughs> So like If he recorded this shit In a week's time That's passable But if you know In my mind this album was what ten songs. I feel like he went in and recorded this shit over the span of what maybe two three months, and he had twenty songs, and he broke it down to his best ten. Yeah. So if one of the best of your best ten songs has the line in it, was better than one billionaire, two. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you like my nigga. What the fuck is we doing here? You think you think you think it was a bad album for Jay Z to put out? Oh no. No no no. But this is just me speaking for me personally because. For that album, it, it did a lot for he people. Like, he like people yeah. love it. He I, 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 I say I, I, I completely agree with the fact that um, when he's speaking like financial literacy, financial literacy and doing all these things, it wowed a lot of people. But I say like I could, I agree with that. But it and you said it, it wowed a whole another side of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jay Z kind of like targeted. This album to a whole different demographic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's a whole different demographic, bro. He's trying to like talk to the people that are in the in like in, in the blindfold right now, right. lost. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you, you trying to talk trying to talk to the hood. You say? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, basically, basically, music has changed, right? The fate, like. The, the lyricism that you're expecting That we all probably were expecting um, I don't even think expecting But just like that we were used to Jay-Z having Cannot mm-hmm. be brought to the table anymore And trust me Though those lines are simple Half of it went over people's heads They will have to listen to the album a couple times To get have, some of the things that have, we got have you, ever seen the R, have you ever seen the RD20 documentary That he have, he has on title? Mm-hmm. Is that the footnotes? The reasonable doubt The reasonable oh, doubt no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the reasonable doubt 20th anniversary Yeah um, Documentary he has He had this thing Where um, Somebody I forgot who was it That was saying it Used to tell them Back in the day Used to tell Jay Back in the day Like Yo like Why don't you rap like Nas Why don't you rap like this Why don't you rap like About these rappers That were signed before him Yeah Mm -hmm. And he was saying I gotta spoon feed them Yeah You know Mm -hmm. They don't know how to Take in all of that at the same time, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. You know how we, how you spoon, spoon, food, spoon feed a baby, yeah. mm-hmm. and the baby doesn't want to eat at first. You like, uh-uh, like nah, mm-hmm. and you like put the spoon to his mouth and you like you gotta eat. Boom, and he takes that first bite, and your baby realizes like, oh, this shit good. Yeah, you know, and the baby next, you know, the baby's opening his mouth, his mouth, ah, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you give it to him, you give it. He, he was like, that's that. That was Jay Z's tactics when he was rhyming. Mm-hmm. Hey, I gotta speed food him. I can't give him too much. I gotta give him a little bit. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta sprinkle in a little bit of knowledge with sprinkling in a little bit of bitches in, with it, so they can listen to me. I mean, Lauren Hill said it. So they can listen. So they can listen to me. You feel me? That's that was his mentality. And look, the hood started growing with him. You yeah. know, as he started dropping in these gems, he was still flashing things. As he started, you know what I mean? Like he was kind of like shitting on people and dropping these gems and doing all these things. But he was still, you know, have yeah. spoon feed in the hood. So, yeah. This this is a direct spoon feed yeah. to the hood. You know that's what I I feel like that's what he's doing. I, I think the most did. important thing about this album is um, how open of a book Jay Z was on this particular album. Some of the yeah. stuff he was it's talking about. You listen, you listen to it. I listen to it. You know, you know, I listen to it. You should have seen me on a, on the Instagram talking about yo, what's good with this title thing, man? Like why did I don't even want to talk about that? But anyway, <laughs> um, I listened to the album and and the the biggest thing for me. Um, was how open he was about talking about these different subjects. And really, that album is is him sitting on the couch um, in therapy. That's what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And him challenging um, ego, his ego versus his inner self. You know what I'm saying? 
that's what that album was about. Um, and I feel like the culture needed that from him. Him. I feel okay. the same way. Him, him yeah. being an OG feel, at this point. I him being like, an OG, yeah. I feel like that's what kind of wild everybody about him. Yeah. You okay. know, because people were expecting something of a form as what he has been dropping yeah. in the last couple of years, which has been the last album before that was the Magna Carta, yeah. which mm-hmm. was kind of like a more braggadocious album, right. and a more thing. This album is kind of like what we would expect from him at 47 years old, 48 Dog. years old, almost 50 and almost a billionaire. Yeah, he was saying This some is kind of s- like the I have it all. Yep. This is kind of like. This is me right now. Yeah. Like I got it all. I'm almost so a line like was better than than one, one billionaire, billionaire, two, two billionaires. It is a corny, cheesy line, and it's mm. not expressive, and it's not what we used to lyrically from him. But it's kind of like listen to the impact of that line, though. Yeah. If we kind of like kind of like microscoping his album on that line, listen to the impact. Billionaire. In context of the billi- song, exactly. Mm. I'm a feud. billionaire. Like what's better than one billionaire, two, two. billionaires, like. Right. How many rappers could even talk about billions, though? But, even mm-hmm. if it was, it was a, a, a cheap line. I understand that you might not be a fan of the work because it's not like a wild line. Like, we don't care you're a billionaire, whatever. But think about it, though. Wait, and by that time... Billions, though. He gave you um, the OJ, the OJ joint. I forgot the name mm-hmm. of it. Um, Kill Jay-Z shit? Nah, Kill, it Kill? Was, it, nah, it was... What's it called? The OJ joint? Um, oh, the OJ? Yeah. I think it's called the OJ joint, right? No? Mm, OJ story. So OJ he gave you... He gave you Kill Jay-Z. This dude mentioned that he stabbed Un. Like, that... He's... No one has ever talked about that. Ever. Yeah. He's yeah, never mentioned that. that's one of that. the biggest cover-ups in it. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And he talked about it. So he talked about that. And he talked about actually doing it, right? Yeah. He, he said, I stabbed yeah, Un because un. of my yeah. ego. Like, I yeah. felt like I needed to do that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you talk... Some of the flows that, he was using that, on that joint. That story of Jay Z goes untold, though. Untold. And untold we know because it. Everybody, lot, knows, everybody it. knows it, bro. Yeah. And it was because of bootlegs, right? Mm hmm. Yo, you really got to feel some type of. See what we said about the, on the last episode, or one of the last episodes about um this dude protecting his name, this dude academics protecting yeah. his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. When Jay Z. Protecting his name, protecting his brand, right? You oh, you want to bootleg my shit? I bet you, I bet you though, I bet you though, if Jay Z, I bet you the Jay Z bootleg ratio went a little bit down like that. Oh, <laughs> Niggas listen. was like, yeah, I want to bootleg this, man. Like, I'm alright. I don't want to be stabbed. You had to move like that back it. in those days. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. think about it. Yeah. I bet you bootleggers was thinking about, oh yeah. shit, I'm, I might not want to do that. The rap game's not too far from the streets. Yeah, even though, even though it seemed like okay. The streets right now, it's it's in it's in ratio, right? So speak like speak about the the real streets and what the streets are. Me and Kojo had an incident about that. Right. What are the streets to you? I mean, the streets ain't what it used to be. Like it's not streets as, as in like what the slums type of you know. Uh, I would say it all, right? It's not as Brownsville like, or as like those as a whole, like as community a whole, as a whole. As okay. the community cool. as a whole is right, not cool. as like it doesn't hold the same weight, right? So. Feel like Meek Mill was one of the last niggas left. And look, and and someone had a good point. Someone said, "Look, I think it was Joe. He was like Joe uh, Joe Buttons. He said, "Look, even people are laughing at him, and he's been a street nigga from from since he came out the gate. Mm-hmm. So this is how we value the streets now. You get what I'm saying? As a culture. So um, I miss the streets in hip hop. I miss it. Yeah, a lot." Yeah. What you, 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 you don't, don't like opiate rap? Huh? You don't like opiate rap? What do you mean opiate? What the fuck be better that? than uh, mumble rap right what, there? What opiate the fuck, rap. What the fuck that is might that? be the new term. Yo, yo, opiates is um is basically drugs that's based off like synthetic heroin. So yeah. like um Percocet, Molly Percocet, um fucking Promethazine, mm-hmm. all these other like you know really high dope, like high. To, to, to be honest, to be like, honest, I, I, I fuck with. A lot of the music You fuck with opiate rap? I fuck with a lot of the music That we have now I mm-hmm. fucked with everything I'm not a hater You know I'm, I take whatever the culture gives me mm-hmm. Yeah and Shit like that But I feel like we're more comfortable now Because it's like well, Now we get whatever they give us Yeah You know It's kind of like Now we don't have a choice And there's so many like uh, Music has become Such A class act Where it's kind of like if you don't like something, there's always this. If you don't like something, there's always that. It wasn't like before. Before but you had like to, yeah. Biggie, Pac, Jay, whatever. It. This is what we have. This is what we get. Now yeah. it's kind of like you got Chance the Rapper. I don't like Chance the Rapper per se. Me. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to none of his music. Never heard one of his like stuff. Like, Projects. 
projects front and back. But I have my mans, he fucking loved that shit. Mm-hmm. But then I fucking got my shit where it's kind of like, yo, I love Mac Miller. Listen to this fucking Mac Miller. This shit is fucking like the dopest shit in the world. Blah, blah, blah. But my man's like, yo, fuck that nigga. That nigga's whack. And then he likes some other shit that I don't like. Party next door. Oh, I don't like party next door. I like the weekend. Oh, I don't like the weekend. And all these umbrellas that yeah. fall, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like what I love about the world right now. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what life is. We have so much varieties and so much, so much shit that is great. But as far as like the music that we grew up on, yeah, nah, I miss that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. If I could have that back for all these, mm-hmm. for but, all the shit that we got you, now. Y'all do know what that comes with, though. What you get what I'm saying? Like that music came from a place that was real, just like things were, things were fucked up, bro. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. things were fucked up. So for, for it to go back to that, then the, then, cause you know, music is reflective of life. Like it has to go back to that too. There's we, a reason we, why, we, yeah. There's a but, reason why, for example, uh, with the whole unsituation, and I hate to bring this up cause that's not my business, but, um, you know, he stabbed him for a reason because back then you can do stuff like that. Like, there's been cases where rappers were kidnapping DJs and telling them not to play stuff. Like, yeah, these right, are the extremes yeah. they were going through in the industry back then. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a give and take. It's like, yeah, we can get that kind of music back, but then we also have to, the deal lifestyles. Deal with the repercussions. Yeah. yeah deal with the repercussions. Yeah, deal with the repercussions that come with that because yeah. there was a lot of game banging, a lot of killing, a lot of, and a lot of shit. A lot of so you rather be dumbed down with the drugs no, or I, rather be off the drugs? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, it's not, it's not. we wasn't on the drugs, you were all heavily active, mm. but now everybody's too high but what's, to do But shit. what's active? Yeah. Because then you, you weren't, um, okay. Active, you, yeah, I'm talking about from the streets' point of view. Yeah, but the you streets were, talking about like everybody was talking about drugs, selling things, sell, selling yeah, drugs, yeah. doing this or doing doing all of that. Right. Now rappers don't really talk about selling it. Now rappers talk, talk about, about using it. it. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is kind of like the whole ass backwards because it's kind of like it's putting society in a hole. It's it's funny. Like as as an artist myself, um, yeah, I just dropped that in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah, yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, personally, right? You you'd want none of them. Right, you don't yeah. want people just talking about this, and you don't want people just talking Doing about that. Yeah, you, yeah, you want this kind of balance. But to be honest with you, um, when you look at it subjectively, it's like that's what has to be. It's not like you know what I'm saying. It, it kind of goes with that argument of what should change the the music or the people or the people. Yeah. Like in my personal opinion, I think the people would have to change for the music to change because the music is just a reflection of of the people. You get what I'm saying? To the point, and then you would argue, oh well, what if you just change the reflection? Would that change how the person looks at themselves? No. I mean, you yeah, can you argue. can argue that, yeah, right? But no, that. because then you you have to go out and you have to live this reality yeah. that other people see from you. So it's it's, it's a weird thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just so crazy, bro. Because it's kind of like for for those people that grew up, let's say on like Young Jeezy, Rick, old Rick Ross. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like look. Rick Ross is a real artist. A lot of people do not give Rick Ross the credit that oh, he deserves, man. Yeah. Like, he's a real motherfucking artist. Like, Rick Ross been around, yo, for 10 years, bro. Yeah. And it's fucking... Yo, one of the hardest things to do, even in the industry, is just stay relevant. That's a fact. Period. That's a fact. Period. Even to stay relevant doing small shit in this world. Like, mm-hmm. there's people that don't can't even stay relevant even to their friends and family. Yeah. So it's kind of like... For, for Rick Ross to be around from every day I'm hustling, rapping that street shit, being around those circles, being around these shootings, doing all of this, like, he kind of like what I like to consider the last of the real left. Mm. You know? It's kind of like, I feel like once Rick Ross goes away, it's kind of like, that's it. That, that's kind of like, Meek Mill kind of represents a whole different way, but let's keep it real. Meek Mill is not respected like Rick Ross is respected. I also think it's a matter of how much time you put in, which is why I kind of stay away from saying stuff like that. Because, um, you know, these people put that time in in order to be these last of the Mohicans. You understand what I'm saying? The reason why we respect these people that that have made it through these times is because they made it through these times. When they were in their actual time period, right, they were thought of in a different type of light. And that's anybody. What do you mean they were thought of in a different type of light? So you're saying that Rick Ross... Rick. Rick Ross wasn't what he at the was. Time, at, no, hell no. The time that Rick Ross came out, like he had a hot song, but no one knew he was going to be what he was. They thought he was mm-hmm. just going to have that hot song. Okay, regular old Southern rapper. Jay-Z, they thought he was just a regular old, you know what I'm saying, Brooklyn yeah. street cat. So you're saying but, that even as Rick Ross came up, people saw it in him, saw the greatness he in put, him? He put in those accolades through time. Yeah, because I don't know if y'all niggas know, but Rick Ross beef with 50 when 50 was like... Yeah, he, yeah. He, when 50 was killing <laughs> niggas left and right, like... 
Like killing niggas I mean like I think 50 stopped killing niggas Like around 09 Yeah Alright mm-hmm. Rick Ross survived that Yeah Type shit Like a lot of niggas died a lot of niggas died with yeah, 50, yeah. bro. Yeah. And that's what happened with rap, son. But those, 50 killed off a lot of shit, And son. those are the things that that test people and, and people say, yo, that dude is legendary. Without yeah. those accolades, you, you're yeah. nothing. Like, if he'd have lost a 50 Cent, he would have been My nigga, nothing. this man on his last album has a Birdman diss track. Shit who that people Birdman? won't even say on track. <laughs> who, who, who the fuck who this is Birdman? That? Like, <laughs> shit that people won't say on track, bro. No. Like, Rick Ross to me is... Like, Rick Ross is... One of the top to me, son. Like he I top. He, I'm not gonna say he, you know, one of the best ever, son. But yo, like that dude is top ten to like as whole weight wise. Like he, mm-hmm. he up there, bro. You know, it's like, a perfect example of that type of talk too. Which I, it's funny. Like people don't sleep on him, but they do sleep on him. Diddy. Diddy. Did you watch this movie? Did y'all yo, watch this movie? I seen that and, and yeah, it put yo, it put crazy in perspective. Yo, you gotta see bro, that movie. Bro. I'm fucking slacking. Bro. Especially you, Marcus. You gotta see that. You have to see that. You gotta see yeah. that right now because of the you, space that you want. Yeah, yeah, you gotta see that, bro. See, the thing is, right? I'm glad you brought that up. Bro, that, we're gonna we gonna talk about it. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to throw that in there. I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because so let's 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 take it back to the beginning, my fourth gun, bro. Let's take it back to the beginning and what. And what we actually wanted to talk about in this episode and what Marcus has to say, because it's a pretty interesting topic. Like I mentioned, we're mm-hmm. in two different realms right now, living uh-huh. off as to what life is to the both of us, which is why we, I love working with you and why we have this podcast, because yeah. what we experiencing as young adults. And it's kind of like, what you're experiencing right now is something kind of that I already know mm. and kind of... Not say not to say like I know more than you, but saying like it's kind of something that I figured out like like maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. and that I foresaw and that I see that sometimes in life, well where I am right now is kind of like I'm, I feel like I'm in that rebuilding period, mm-hmm. okay. you know, kind of like I took time out from what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and from not what I needed to do, kind of because I didn't need to go back to school and do the things that I did, <clears throat> kind of like from something to fulfill me emotionally or like. Mm, is it emotionally something fulfilled me? An accolade to fulfill my okay. my emotional being. Okay, put it like that, mm. and to make mama proud. That's another that's another thing behind it. Yeah. But what I kind of figured out a couple of years back is kind of like, and, and Lou, I remember I, I, Lou Ruby. Yeah. I, I text Rue one time and he was giving me some like OG because he I I occasionally have these convos with Lou like. You know, of course, he's 27. I'm 24. He got these gems kind of like to throw out. Shout out to Lou. He got probably one of the hottest songs in the street right now. That um, Ruby Ross. Yeah, that PNB and Fab song that's out right word, now. Word, he, word. He, he really killing them with that one and shit like that. So, yeah, he, I was talking to him and he was telling me one time. I was like, probably like 22, 21, 22. And he was telling me like, yo, um, when you're struggling, just always remember that the struggle is beautiful. Mm. You know, hundred percent. You always remember I, that the struggle is beautiful because he told me like, yo, listen, like I done been on my last five dollars, eating a big one cream cheese for dinner, type shit, like weeks at a time, you know, paying for whatever the fuck I gotta pay and doing all stuff. But the, 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 like now, I look back, and those are the moments that. I kind of like cherish, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I'm eating these big steaks, when I'm doing these, you know, these, these when I'm doing these meetings and I'm doing this thing, it's kind of like, damn, you know, like that was beautiful. Yeah. Because sometimes what, what what happens to us is when when, when it's dark, we panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I remember French Montana spoke about that too. Like, oh no, Meek Mill spoke about that shit in some video shit. He said like, we don't panic, we stay cool no matter how hot it is, no matter how thin we 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 cooling. Mm-hmm. You know, we know it's going to be all right, you know, at the end of the day. And that's what kind of like Lou was telling me over text. Like, sometimes you got to sometimes you gotta sacrifice things for who you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even <laughs> if it's hard, let's say like, oh, you're doing platanos and collard greens. You got no job. It's hard for you to pay for studio time. It'd be easy to say like, damn, nigga, like that 170 or this thing, I could use that for something else. Mm-hmm. I could use that to pay the bill. I could use that for this. But nah, nigga, like I believe in this. Let me, you know, a lot of people give up. Yeah. So what he was oh, telling man. me was like, yo. You gotta give up who you who you are for who you wanna be. Like yeah. it's never gonna be so easy. Like nope. you know, the streets ain't never gonna open. Every, things are not. Life is not gonna you're not gonna say like yo, I wanna become a rapper and then all of a sudden you're gonna go in the studio, record a song and it's gonna hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you're not gonna wanna like say like I wanna go to school, but I also wanna, you know, uh a full time job that pays me good benefits, good thing, but it's gonna take you six, seven years to finish school. 
You know, you got to sacrifice. Like, yo, do I want to get paid? Do I want to eat? Or do I want to do what I want to yeah. do? But I feel like, like, you know, when we say things like, you know, um, the struggle's beautiful or trust the process and shit, I feel like a lot of the times we discount certain parts of the process. Like, we, we discount, like, your mental health while you're going through that yep. struggle, right? Yep. So, like, if I'm having a conversation with you, I'm not necessarily going to say, yo, the, the struggle's beautiful or trust the process. No, nigga, talk to me about what you're going through because that's that's some shit you can always say out to, yeah. to try to make the person feel better and try right, to, like, yeah. you know, push the conversation on. Yeah. But nah, yeah, but- my nigga, talk to me about how you talk to me how you bug, about how you're feeling unmotivated, how you bugging or, out, or how you feeling like yo, this shit is not working out or shit yeah. like that, and that's like bringing it back. It's kind of like this space I am, I'm in because like I said earlier, I got the promotion, whatever, I got more responsibility, a little bit more money. But it's like yo, the further I progress in this like finance career, the further I move away from what exactly I want to do. And it's like yo, I could jump off and abandon ship right now, but I have a, a lifestyle I want to maintain, and I got responsibilities. That's, that's my that was my point when we were having a conversation prior to this episode that what happens with us, right? Society is so laid out for us, right? You know what happened with us is we lose we. This is why it's so important to have that sense of urgency when you're young, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes what happens, what I'm starting to learn is those, those, those open doors that we have at a certain point in life, they start to close. Yeah. And when those doors start to close, that's what happens with, that's when people start falling behind. Yeah. When the doors close for us, people start falling behind and they start falling in a circle. And these circles that society creates for us, that makes us stuck in these circles. You know, mm-hmm. these circles kind of in what some way are inevitable, inevitable yeah. because these doors start start to shut down on us without our control. Yeah. You know, like there was a certain point I, in life yeah. where I was able to go to school without paying rent and not have to worry about rent, but I didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. That door closed right, for right, me. Right, right. So then when I decided to go back to school, rent caught up to me. So these life situations that are already planned out for me yeah. that I was supposed to be doing at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Are not flourishing at the time that I want them to. It would have mm-hmm. been good to take advantage when I could, when I, when I didn't have to pay rent of going to school. Right. But what happens when these doors start to close? People start feeling more discouraged and more discouraged, more discouraged. I feel like you have no shut doors right now. That, I mean, that's that's I feel you on that. But it's just like how I'm feeling in terms of the way this shit, like the way this shit's been going, and like. I feel like the more time I'm spending at this nine to five, like which you know I'm like I said before, I'm a hundred percent grateful for, but it's not doing anything for, for you. me to progress in something that I would I love to do. Yeah. You know, so I'm basically going to this nine to five job, every making day. this every day, making this little bit of money to do what? That's the piece of advice that I had to offer you earlier, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. Don't work a nine to five and not go home and not work on yourself. Right, and I'll say this too. That's right? the piece of advice that I have for this. But episode. how do you yeah. stay? How do you stay motivated? How do you so stay everything, motivated? everything is everything around you is a creation of your mind. That's one. So explain t- that though. What do you mean? Yeah, by yeah. That? Okay. So you said to yourself that I want that promotion, and you went to go get that promotion. You did the certain steps that you needed to do, the certain nuances that you needed to follow in order to now have this promotion. Okay. Right, because you wanted more money, whatever your motivation is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Basically, if you didn't want that promotion, you didn't have to go get it. That's a fact. The, the thing, uh, wait, I, wait, I, I, I would, oh, wait, wait, okay, go ahead. Second. Go ahead, go ahead. The second thing is every because of that reason, everything has purpose. Sometimes we forget what those purposes are. Mm. But like, I, so I'm gonna tell you my story. Right, I had six months ago or maybe a little before that, sometime in December, I was working for this startup company or whatever. They took me to um, they took me to San Francisco. I was helping them out out there. I did a lot of stuff for this company. I was making a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of money. And the number and, and I and and I and I was doing stuff that I realized that a lot of us do is uh spend spend this money, right? Cuz I was getting it and, and, and putting it in different places where it just didn't need to be into dead investments. You get what I'm saying? These are things they don't teach you about. They don't tell mm-hmm. you about. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize that with the amount of money that I was getting and, and my actual cost of living, which I, once I took away the stuff that, that, I, that, I, um, that I put on myself, I was, man, the fact that I even had went broke for like as long as I did after they laid me off was crazy. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, what I'm trying to say is like with this with that whole job situation, right? I say to, I, I say to yourself, okay, cool. If you know that eventually you want to like step away from that, 
You know that you're making a certain amount of money. You know you have to stack that up, right? Mm-hmm. That's his purpose is getting this 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 funds in order for you to live your life after that and do what you want to do after. Mm-hmm. But you but everything like every every particular number that 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 is um, included in what you're trying to do has to be accounted for, right? So like you know that you want to be off for this amount of months. Mm-hmm. You know you have to save up for that amount of months. Right. You get what I'm saying? But overall, the point is everything that is around you is useful for something. And when you start saying to yourself, like, what is this for? Then, yes, you do need to cut it off because it's not useful to you. And maybe you also need to find a deeper meaning for whatever that situation you are in as well. You know? It's, 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 a, complete, it's a complete comfortable spot, I say, that you're in. Yeah. I, okay. feel like, I feel like probably, like, not that you're going too hard mm-hmm. on yourself. I feel like maybe in the last... Seven months that we've been around each other, I've I've been through worse mm-hmm. than what you're dealing with. So it's kind of like me coming from a bright place right now at the moment, like going through whatever the fuck I was going through before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like probably me speaking to you out of like happiness, like saying, yeah. "Don't worry, bro. I made it out of my struggle. Mm-hmm. You gonna uh-huh. make it out of yours." Or, "Oh, you're dealing with nothing. Like what you have to do." And I hate telling people that what they're going through is nothing. Right? right you right, feel right, me? Right. That's why I, I don't want to say that to you. I don't mm-hmm. want to say like, oh, bro, right? that's nothing. Like, don't worry about it. That's not the way that I meant it. I, yeah. mean, I meant it like I, like I told you earlier. Like, it could be worse. Fact. But that's be. what you're going through is important to you. That's yeah. why I don't like telling people like, oh, what you're going through is nothing. I've been through worse. Like, yeah. nah, that's nothing. Because this might be the end of the world for you in your head. Like, yo, yo what the fuck yeah, am I going to do? Yeah. You know? And you can never really feel people... I, I came to this conclusion. You're never going to feel... People are never going to feel you on your level because they're not you. Yeah. So you can sit there and be like, I'm mad about this. And I could be there on the other side, like saying like, okay, that's nothing. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. through worse, you know, but that's you though. Yeah. Maybe this is the end of the world to you. Maybe your world thing, but yeah. offering a piece of advice from the outside looking in, I feel like you just have to stick to that advice, bro. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just need to start living life outside of your nine to five, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you need to start. All right. This is what I'm saying. You need to, you need to start creating. This is a signal that. That's, that's, that maybe God is sending you What's happening to you To mm-hmm. maybe signifying a, a, a milestone in your life mm-hmm. To maybe start sparking you To fucking create a job outside of work, bro mm-hmm. This is just you getting to that point Where you're saying Okay, this is not for me mm-hmm. This is not for me Now, the first thing that you did You recognized it It's not for you yeah. Now, we focus on the solutions That's coming after you We already you, It's like it's like getting diagnosed, right? You got right. cancer already, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen now? You got cancer What's going to happen now? Now comes the treatment Now comes the chemo Now it's the thing What, what are you going to do Starting tomorrow Now that you feel like this? What are you going to do Starting tomorrow? Like to, to, to do those To do those well, things Well, I mean do? Ideally, what I would like to do Is I would like to start Back doing what I love again But Unfortunately, I've lost the motivation to do that because, like, the oh, job I'm doing. So the problem is not that you. The problem is not that you're not concerned, like that you don't care about the promotion. You don't care about that. The problem, I feel like your problem is more that you feel like you lost focus with other things and yeah, you don't have the that's motivation what I'm to do that. I, I lost focus and I'm losing motivation because yeah. I'm de- dedicating so much time, time and into energy doing that. to this nine to five. That's not really so. You're saying that you're falling giving into- me anything on the creative side. What, like, like I said, it's before, the hope that you, a lot of people are age are yeah. in, and a lot of people end up being stuck for the rest of their life. Listen. How many people can't leave a job? My parents could not stop working no time when they was raising me. Yeah. They could never say, I'm gonna stop. Both of my parents were porters, janitors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could never say, my mom could have never said, I'm gonna start working and I'm gonna do what the I'm gonna yeah. go do what I love. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing she's gonna be dead broke because she yeah. got three motherfucking kids to take care of. My mom could have never had the opportunity to do that. And my my advice to you was saying that you're blessed, bro. You got no kids, you got no nothing. So if it means I'm not telling you to quit your job, bro. I'm not telling you to quit your job. Don't quit your job. Please do not quit your job. That'd be the worst mistake you, you ever do. But I'm not telling you the thing, but you have luxuries that maybe you not. Not seen, not, not seen, seen right okay. now, and okay. this is why I'm playing a big role right now next to you. you because sometimes when you have a person like me that just finished going through something, I could probably piss you to gens or piss you in the direction that might push you to be in a better place, bro. And my advice to you is, you have the luxury of leaving a job and going somewhere and doing what you're doing because you're young. That's one. Mm-hmm. You don't have kids. You the lifestyle that you live and you need to maintain. You might feel like. 
yeah, it might be the end of the world if you lose that, but it's not in reality. That's a fact. You know? So it's kind of like all these luxuries that you have around you. You know, I understand you might not feel like you have all the time in the world. You're dedicating as much of attention as you feel. But I bet you a month from now, maybe two months from now, you're going to figure out that motivation and you're going to be motivated and you're going to be doing shit outside of work to help you get where you want to get to. It's simple, bro. A lot of people, yeah. even in the last job that I was in, I remember I had this conversation. This lady was... Uh, how old was this lady? I don't want to say her name. Uh, she, her name is Belinda. Belinda. Shout out to Jamaica, Belinda. Jamaica, <laughs> she told me that she started working in the agency that I was working for when she was, I think she was 20. Mm-hmm. This lady was right now, she should be like at least 40 years old. Mm-hmm. She got a nine-year-old and everything. She should be 41, 42, something like that, right? She got 22 years, bro. 22 years working in the same office. She always said she was going to try to go back to school. She never did. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons yeah, she told me she never like went that, back. Huh? See what I mean? One of the reasons why she told me she never went back, she said life caught up. Mm-hmm. She couldn't leave the job. She Yo, had so it, being an older person in the room. Yeah, man. I was going to tell you. Life catches up, bro. And life hasn't caught up to you yet, bro. Yeah, I was gonna so t- you could do whatever the fuck you want and still get away with it. Because I did whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. And I'm still at a place where I feel like life caught up to me. But That's- everything's all good. Yeah, that's a lot of people get caught up and they never can make it back, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never can make it back. How many people been trying to go back to school now? 28, 29 year olds and they can't go back to school. Yeah. So when those doors from society start to close on us, it's hard for us to make it back. And I feel like you haven't had those doors closed on you yet, bro. You can mm-hmm. literally wake up tomorrow and say, I don't want to do this. And just start something new, fresh, and have no restrictions yeah. of what to do. And the only restriction you might have probably be like rent and all these other things you have to cover. Yeah. Two things I learned, um, especially recently. Uh, procrastination is like the disease of our society. Oh, my fucking God. It just blew my mind. At son. the end of the day, Yo, do, do it now. What the Like fuck I'm talking time? about, if you were, if you if you trying to do the right thing and, and take it from me, Yo, a person. Benny, yeah. this is crazy, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, Yo, like, that's wild. I put this on my life, bro. I yeah. was dead ass having this conversation with myself earlier, yeah. bro. Nah, we that's we, crazy. We definitely get drained. Um, the way we worded it too, disease. Yeah, that's wild. That's the same exact shit that I it's said. It's passed bro. down too. Like that. That goes deep. Everything we're going through is a pass down from the generation before. But we could talk about that. Yo, time. that is insane. You um, procrastination is the biggest is the biggest thing. Believe in doing it now. I'm talking about if you want to be a writer, when you go home tonight, I don't care. Even like even if you're falling asleep trying to write, you yep. want to be in that practice. You, you get what I'm saying? Have to be in that practice. Son. Look, son, I'm gonna open my notes right now, yeah. right in front of you, right? And it's gonna show you the time. It's gonna show you the time that I wrote this. Mm-hmm. This was at 5:52. Look at the. Words by words, what I wrote. I didn't write. You didn't see me. You didn't see me. You didn't see me type nothing, right? Yeah. But look at what I said when I said, "Laziness is fed just like a disease." Oh, That's yeah. why you tell yourself lies. Oh this yeah. This is what society is to slow you down. Laziness is just a disease. Yeah. It's written right here. I at see it. Yeah, for real. And, I and wrote that. The other thing is. Um, that's wild, bro. The other thing I was is, having is, a conversation. Yo, I'm gonna be honest. On, let me say this point real quick. The, the the second thing is habit. Yeah. Habit, habit, habit. We're habitual creatures. This is from somebody who, again, I lost my job. Well, not they they let me go, right? They let the whole staff go, right? And I had to realize, okay, I'm running a business. Okay, cool. Why is it failing? Because I have bad habits. Like I was go- like I was relying or doing this thing from the time I was 16 years old, just doing this thing called work. Somebody giving me money for my time. You get what I'm saying? I didn't think. Well, wait. There's a point in time where wait. No, no, no. I have to guard and actually tell people. Look, look at me. I'm worth actually putting a dollar in. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like reforming my habits in order to to uh, to to then be able to be receptive to that. You get what I'm saying? So understand that when you say you're you're not motivated, what I hear when I used to say that was I realized that no, I just had bad habits. Like for example, not I work nine to five. I used to get out, 
right? Do nothing for like two hours, maybe because I was tired, sick and tired of the train or whatever it was. But there was points in, in my day where I literally just did nothing and I didn't put in practice that habit of, oh, wait, maybe I should write a song or maybe I should learn something about mixing or maybe I should learn something about business or even better, put it to practice. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, like I, like I was saying earlier, we're kind of set up from the start. A lot of us, yeah. especially middle class, like we're set up from the start to pretty much just do nothing but work for somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's why it's so rare for people to own that's it. What, that's what I'm saying. This, this, this shit that you're experiencing, Marcus, is something that people don't get to even realize. realize. Some, some of them even, like, like I told you about that young lady, at 40 years old, she was telling me about this experience that she mm-hmm. was having, mm-hmm. you know? And this is why we're so grateful. I was just to thinking it was like a fucking like quarter-life crisis and shit, because I'm, I'm about to turn 25. It's not a quarter-life crisis, bro. Some people don't catch up to this until they're like in their 30s or 50s, bro. And, and that, they look think, back and they yeah. be like, that's when it's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. That's when it really hits you because you got kids. Yeah. You got a fucking mortgage. Yeah. You got to think, that's what I'm telling you, you bro. You walk like, up out of autopilot. You, exactly. <laughs> you got a fucking mortgage. So that's what I'm telling you, bro. It's a blessing that you're seeing this now. Yeah. It's a blessing that you're actually noticing this kind of stuff, and it's a blessing that you're actually in a position to say, like, I can stop doing what I what I what I'm doing and still get away with it. That's that's what sometimes when I get into arguments with my parents and I hear them say shit to me like, oh, like uh, this this and that. You're supposed to be doing this this and that. Uh, you're not responsible. You're not doing this. I'm in my head. I'm like, nah. I'm only doing this because I could get away with this right now. Yeah. I'm only doing this like, oh, you, you're late paying the cable bill. Like, I could get away paying this shit right now. Mm-hmm. What about when my kids need to watch cartoons and shit like that? I can't get away with doing none of that shit when I'm 30, 35 years old. Right. So I be telling myself in my head, like, okay, I'm late. I'm paying rent. I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm late paying my phone bill. I could get away with it. Okay, I'm late doing all these things. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But I can get away with all that. Mm-hmm. What happens later on when things are more serious? Yeah. You think I'm gonna I'm gonna want to pay rent late when I got a mortgage due and that shit could affect my credit? Mm-hmm. You think I'm gonna want to fucking get my cable cut off because I'm because because I'm lazy because <laughs> yeah. I'm lazy because I'm late. My kids need to watch cartoons. Yeah. You know. So it's kind of like don't be hard on yourself, bro. Like you could feel the way that you want to feel, bro. But I feel like. The flaw that you're going through right now Is just you not working on yourself Outside of work And finding the inspiration Like Maybe I don't don't mean to wish you this But maybe you need to go broke In order to think Because that's what happened with me that's what I feel you know? like that's what happens to all When I started Actually, going broke When I started going broke That's when I started to get hungrier Yeah And I started saying like I started going through things And it started saying like Oh I'm actually glad that I started going broke because mm-hmm. if I, I would have never had the hunger to do the things that I'm doing and doing all this stuff now. You feel me? So, hey, man, maybe if I wasn't going broke, I would have never started a podcast. Actually, all That's people true. who have uh, made uh, the, the, the strong, like, you know, these, these entities in society, that's exactly what happened to every single one of them. They had to fail. Yeah. And, and the people who make it are the ones who was like, nope, fuck that. I'm going to keep going. 100%. Mm-hmm. This is there's this interesting podcast um, that talks about like people how they built certain things like Rolling Stone, Carol's daughter was on there, all these all these people, and their number one trend is like literally they might have seen success and then it just it was just bad, it was just downhill. But guess what? They they just said nope, I'm just gonna keep trying to climb up, and eventually they got the traction to start moving up again. This, this is what this life is about, and some of us, it's unfortunate. But actually, no. It's, it actually plays in your favor that some of us don't get this these pillows to like fall, fall on when you hit rock bottom. And you got pillows to yeah. fall back on, and, bro. And like, yeah. So I had pillows to fall pillows, back on too. Pillows Friends you created for up, yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's way better than pillows that are actually created for you. Yeah. You get what? It's a different kind of pillow. It's the, it's the pillow that you've been lying on so long is flat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn. It's not that fluffy pillow. But you, but because of that, you say, "Nah, I want that fluffy pillow. I want the the foreign feathers in that joint." And you go and you go get that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nigga said, "I want so, the Tommy Hilfiger." Yo, you know Benny, what I mean? son, all the times we've been here recording with you, I just want to say I appreciate you, King. I sincerely appreciate you for dropping the gems and dropping the jewels, man. And in closing. Quit y'all jobs. Do what y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like solution. I feel like solution wise, bro. What, what do what do you feel like you gonna do now? Stepping out of the room and think. Well, stepping out of the room, I feel like I have to find that thing. 
that's gonna motivate me again. Cause like you know, I try to. But do what's gonna mo- you're comfortable right now? So what are you gonna use to motivate? That's what I'm saying. One thing that I want to leave in, bro. Solution. Comfort. Comfort brings. Doesn't bring motivation. You're comfortable. You're making more money right mm-hmm. now. It's putting more money in your pocket. Money mm-hmm. makes us comfortable. Believe it or not, money makes us really That's true. comfortable. That's very yeah. true. That's why a lot of people stay in dead end jobs. That's why all this shit happened. Money makes us really comfortable. You're comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. You need something to spark you up, bro. And you're not gonna find it if you if you keep asking yourself, mm-hmm. well, how can you put yourself? So I have to in a I have position? to be uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because when you're uncomfortable, that's when you move. That's the sweet bro, spot. That's exactly when you move. Yeah. People, people, people that people that made it far in life were uncomfortable. Very. Tyler Perry, he was <laughs> homeless. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, fucking uh, Travis Scott, he was homeless. Yeah. T- lied to his parents, said that he was on away in school and he was sleeping in a motherfucking car, making beats all motherfucking day, yeah. eating fucking thing. Big Sean, he had a he has an amazing vlog that he has online where he fucking like dropped mad jewels in a in a, in a sequence um videos. Mm-hmm. He titled them different like family, uh, um, risk. And stuff like that. Even in those blogs, he says, son, that he faced dark times, bro, where he will fucking have a dollar fifty in his pocket. He could he could just go get a, he for dinner, all he could have is a fucking McDouble from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And he fed off of that. So this is a struggle, bro, that pushes people, bro. I'm not I'm not I'm not telling you to go home and cut and cut the cable. But yo, I'm telling you, bro, when you're going through things and you're going through things, this this is the difference between the winners and the losers. When mm-hmm. we go through things, the winners, they proceed. No matter how hard it get, the winners they keep it moving. They, they keep it moving. Yeah. Mm. And the losers, they just crumble, bro. They Fear. fall into drugs. They fall into thing. They fall into dark places that they can never make it on. If they, Fear, they suicide, they mm-hmm. do dumb shit, you know. And that's the difference between society, bro. I'm not saying that you're going to be out here killing people doing all that other shit. No, nah, that's not me. Nigga, I'm, a lover, I mean? but, I'm a lover, son. I'm a lover, son. But my nigga, put yourself in an uncomfortable spot. When, when do you start writing that? If you got three weeks to write a paper, right? What, what usually happens? Well, the thing is, okay. So what usually happens? Describe to me your work ethic when writing a paper. So the, the difference, the important difference right there is, is like I do creative writing. I don't do um, like academic writing. So when like, you writing a paper for school? So if I'm writing a paper for school, I'm probably going to do it. In like, the due date, let's say you get a, a, a paper today and a due date is August 5th. What usually happens with college students? What, we in July right now? Yeah. I'm not touching that shit till August 1st. August 1st, right? Yeah. August 1st, right? Why are you touching that shit August 1st? Because it's not due to the 5th. Because it's not due to the 5th. But yeah. what, what makes you do it the 1st, though? Because it's due on the 5th. You're comfortable. You have a gap, right? Yeah. You have that space. It's that comfort, right? Like, oh, shit, this shit not due mm, now. I see where you going. I, I think I see where you As the day gets closer... That urgency starts right, to kick start in. Uncomfortable. You start getting uncomfortable because now, instead of you throwing it to the back of your mind and you saying, oh, that shit's due August 5th. As the days keep getting closer, oh, that shit do. Wait, yo, that shit next week. Now, all of a sudden, that shit bothering you in your mind. It makes you uncomfortable. Mm. It gives you that sense of urgency. So that's what happens, bro. It's little life shit that you can grab onto as an example, bro. Little shit that we do, that that trip we might take or that baby shower we might go to, you be like, yo, that baby shower thing. So we comfort ourselves. Time is comfort, bro. Money is comfort, bro. You know? When we don't have time and we need to get something done, we all over the place. Yeah. So you're not comfortable. Till you get that shit done mm-hmm. or till you get that paper done, your mind can't breathe. That's what I'm saying, bro. You put, that, you put yourself in an uncomfortable spot starting tomorrow. Like, yo, I am not touching the, ha- the top portion of this check that I got, the extra bonus part that they gave you on mm-hmm. top of this promotion, mm-hmm. the extra bread. I'm not touching this till I find my creative space, something to restrain you. you. And you make yourself uncomfortable and hate your job that much, yo, you're going to be like, by next month, nigga, you're going to be doing some shit for your career. Watch, bro. When you start losing money and you start losing time and you that comfort start to kick in, forget about it, bro. Copy, start copy. scrambling all over the place, bro. Yo, I appreciate y'all, son. Man, I appreciate y'all. Words of wisdom from Birdo. I, 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 I feel like I'm in a better spot. <laughs> you look like it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a better spot. Yeah. I'm trying to give this nigga my energy. <laughs> <laughs> and shit. Like, yo, I, I got so y'all. much good energy right now, bro. I, like, I you don't even know, y'all. man. So, so what's that, up, yo? Channel that good energy into the restaurant of the week, son. What's up? <laughs> channel that good energy <laughs> to the restaurant of the week. My restaurant of the week. Let me see what restaurant I've checked out in the last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks, I always keep my tab open. Rest of one week. Let's see, let's see. All right, so um, 
This restaurant is a restaurant that I mean is is a public restaurant. I'm pretty sure y'all could Google it and thing. I could I could give y'all one of the locations that is on, but it's multiple locations in the city and stuff. So um, if you guys haven't tried um, those Caminos yet, I feel like I heard of that. Where's that? Is uh this one the one that I went to was on Third Avenue. Mm-hmm. Okay, copy. Yeah. So um, those Caminos is a really really good spot. I think they have like two or three locations. I'm not sure. I think they have two. Um, to be honest. Um, one's in Houston. Huh? One's on Houston. Yeah, I feel like one of one is on yeah. Houston too. Those Caminos is a really, really great spot, man. It's on eight twenty five Third Avenue. It was um, Mexican food, of course. Um, pretty good spot. I love their margaritas. Um, I love their tacos too, as well. So if you guys go out there, go check it out, man. Those Caminos. Mm, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So I recently went vegan. So you know, I saw that too. No, no animal products. No, no meat. No dairy. No, none that? of that. And um, this is I'm literally in my Uber East right now. So one of my favorites, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite spots because like just a little the backstory or whatever. Like being vegan, you gotta cook for yourself a lot. Yep. I ain't the best cook when I get so. So I've been eating out a lot, and one of my best spots is called um, Nine Eighty Three Bushwick's Living Room. Um, I like I, that spot. Yeah, just type it in your Uber Eats, but like yeah. I get a lot of my um. A lot of like my vegan comfort food from there. Um, a lot of their options is you can put meat in it. You know, if you like to eat flesh and shit, but you can also you can also <laughs> what made you say two weeks without without seeing you and you go vegan, bro. What made you? What made you? Nah, yeah. just in, in short, what made me go vegan is like my family's um, health issues, and maybe yo, we should do an episode on that. Oh, mm. being vegan. Yeah, I'm interested in eating better, man. But yeah. you know, I'm not sure about cutting meat off the table just yet, bro. We should do an episode of that. But yo, yeah, that's my restaurant of the week. Nine eighty three Bushwick, um, Lemons Room. You got a restaurant of the week, Benny? Y'all surprised me with that, man. I ain't been to a restaurant in like forever. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to that point, man. I'm definitely trying to get to that point. I'm tired. I'm tired of spending money on food. That's so a like, fact. That's like, a fact. But. Uh, <laughs> The last good spot I don't even think It's like hidden like that But I man When it comes to Thai food I go to Spice On 14th street mm. <laughs> <laughs> Spice on 14th? Yeah Right, right on 14th right University place um, Yeah they got a couple Yeah yeah So you know That's my joint You know The pineapple fried rice mm. With the chick on Okay flesh well, Yeah with the, with the flesh I hear you king I heard the boy I hear you king so, Berto, what's up, man? We, we, got the, we got the Spanish word of the week, man. Talk I mean, me, Spanish word of the week. Let's make it nice. Let's make Yo, it yeah, proper. what's motivation in Spanish? Motivacion. Hey. What? Say it again. Motivation. Motivacion. Ah, you got to slow down, King. Motivacion. Motivate. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to bring it back. Mo. Uh-huh. Mo. Mm-hmm. Va. See, I lost you. I lost you. It's mo. Ti. Ti. Va. Va. Sion. Sion. Motivation. Yeah. Motivation. Motivation. That's what I need, y'all. That's what I need. Motivation. You're going to get that motivation, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Bro, listen. God has a, a mysterious ways of working thing. Maybe this promotion was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Of course, it always turns out to be a blessing. But trust me, you're going you gonna, you gonna to get that motivation, bro. That's a fact, son. Trust me. You're going to see something. You're going to do something. Even this conversation is going to serve to you as motivation. That's a fact. Hey, yo, if you listen to PNC, pray for me, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Nah, you don't need, I, don't think you need I don't think you need prayers, bro. It's just one of those bumps we hit to see, to see clearer, bro. That's it. Yeah. That's I done hit fucking 500 bumps this year, bro, and I'm still standing. I'll still be thinking back like, damn, nigga, like, you really made it out of the fucking school and did whatever the fuck you had to do. And, bro... As long as I'm telling you, man, as long as you six feet above, bro, mm-hmm. you gonna make shit, shit happen. You don't know what it feels like to fucking be on your lunch break, have that last five dollars, nigga. Like, damn, I can't even get the Chipotle right now. <laughs> shit, bro. I can't even get, can't the, even get the veggie now. bowl right now. So let me just go. Get, let me just go. Let me just go get this turkey and Swiss cheese sandwich mm. at the store. That's what's up. You feel me? And and it's those it's those moments and those things that. You kind of like hold dear to you because when you eat in that Chipotle, that Chipotle just tastes twice as good, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out Chipotle. I had Chipotle this afternoon. Shout out Chipotle. Yo, and with that, I'm yo, Chipotle again. Uh, thank you for listening to PNC, man. We appreciate y'all. Yo, no more breaks from us. Nah. We gonna no keep this breaks, shit rolling. <laughs> we apologize. We thank you for listening. We back, PNC, man. y'all.